The World Show with Nikki B. And if you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za. Right now I am joined and I'm going to keep trying to pronounce your name correctly. Kanti Nokwali. Welcome to the World Show, Kanti. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. You know, I've got to tell everybody, but when I listen to your album, and this is the first time you and I have met in person, but when I listen to your album, I think, I want this man as my friend. I love his music so much. He brings me, you know, you just fill my heart. And and, and it's like, I, I want to know this person. Thank uh, you. Thank you for such a beautiful album. I'm going to start so by saying that. Yes. Very thank you so much for saving us, you know. Uh, it's my, yeah. I really loved the, the World Show. You know, first time I, I got introduced to it, I was watching Doomza performing live on your show. And I've really just been following since then. I really love the work you do and your taste. So I'm really happy to be here tonight, yeah. I'm so excited because I think it was the the your first single that you released was it in Tlokomo? Yes, yes. yes. And then I was like, "Where's this person?" Who uh, I think I even wrote to you. I'm not sure. And said, and you said, "No, we, that, had, we had a conversation." Yes, yeah. <laughs> and you said, "No, the album's coming." I said, "Okay, let's wait." But now okay. <laughs> this album is here, and what a joy it is! So we're going to explore right. it. But before we start. Since it is your first time on the show, tell us a little yes. bit about Auntie, where you come from and how music came into your life. <laughs> Man, I think largely because I grew up in, in the township. I grew up uh, in a small town called Butterworth, here in the same Cape, uh, in a location called the Cuba. And, you know, hey, man, the, the brides there, the local taverns, the, 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 there was still a culture of uh, jazz music, township jazz being played, you know, and that's what that's the kind of space I grew up around, you know, my mom having friends over, playing Jimmy Lulu and Brahu. So I guess those sounds have always stuck with me. Uh, but uh, largely what my, what my music is influenced by, and it's really influenced by what I've learned from being a, a black man, I'll say, you know, uh, a South African in this time, you know, in this in this time that is defined as a democratic South Africa. So it's it's my music really meditates a lot around like what 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 I feel uh, that that is, uh, and the the stresses and the and the beauties that that come with that that storyline. Yeah. Well, so that's 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 a way I could coin what Kandi is, I guess. Someone who just grew up really listening to to what the environment is saying, and really Umtombe is me trying to express uh, what I what, what I feel from that. Beautiful, and in fact, tonight I've been playing a lot of what I call folk music, new folk music, which your music definitely fits into that that category of of. And it's what you said, because folk music for me is about reflecting your environment, your community, the world you live in. It is the people's <laughs> voice, if I put it that way. Yes. But, you know, when, when I listen to your music, there's three things, obviously, that strike me. One is 
your vocals are like on another level that I'm going to go into detail on that. Your songwriting, but also your guitar playing. So when did you discover your voice, your ability to write songs and, 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 mm. and play? Uh, it was, it was actually in the, in the church space, you know, in 2007, while young, I was a young boy at that time, a friend of mine invited me to church and they, they were having a performance as a boy band or, uh, a boys choir. Yeah. That's the term it's, you'd use. So they, I was a visitor and they're like, dude, our tenors, AWOL, we need someone to sing this part, come through. And we practiced the song for like 10 minutes and like 15 minutes later, I was on stage for the first time ever in my life. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's literally how I discovered that I had a voice, you know. And from there, you know, uh, the church space was really, I'd say, limited into what has already been done. And you had to fit into that format. But my guys were these fresh new guys just writing their own songs bringing a new sound into the church. So that's where the songwriting started. But really, uh, on my own, it's when I got a guitar in, I think it was grade 12, yes. So it was a birthday present. I uh, got it. My mom was like, what do you want? And I was like, a guitar. And I didn't even know how to play or what I was going to do with it then. But yeah, started composing my own music from that time. Uh, writing songs on three strings, like, <laughs> and the guitar being off tune until somebody in, in the park <laughs> I was playing them a song. They're like, dude, have you tuned your guitar? And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and so, yeah, f from that space and then in university, that's where really I, I think the career then began because I met a couple of friends and we started a group called Soul Be Jazz. Uh, and that's where we started performing outside of the church space. Uh, performing more music about uh, wh like what I'm saying now, what's around me. I began writing about my life and writing about my opinions, you know. Yes. So yeah, that's 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 where it, it all began, man. It began uh, when I was introduced to Pan Africanism. That's another. I feel it, it was a milestone for me and uh, my writing and defining myself. You know, it, it really the Pan-Africanist message really struck my heart. I was like, man, I've been living for so long <laughs> thinking that I know so much, but I didn't even know the story of this place that I've been born in, you know, and or the history, the actual history and the, the parts that aren't really in our history books, you know. So that's really called to me and the way of being Abandu that uh, they, 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 they used to live in, you know, like, it's something that's that's still calling to me, like trying to unpack that. Like, what does it mean uh, to be black, you know, before all these influences came and uh, tainted, I'd say, our identity? Absolutely. And out of interest, relation to what you were saying. So when you went to university, what, did you go for music? <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I went because, you know, you have to go to university. <laughs> so... <laughs> I went uh, and studied administrative management. Uh, it was a diploma for three years. Uh, and, oh, man, really, I wasn't really studying the administrative management. I was like a comrade in the PAC student movement, PASMA, and I was really involved more in the in the societies uh, that existed in the institution and trying to, like, deal with issues and I also went to the drama society that's also where we uh, 
uh, rooted like the imagination, man. So yeah, and I suppose it, the, it was it was it was music. <laughs> and I suppose the drama society also the the ability to perform, also it must yes, have helped with yes. that. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> but your acting, I, I quickly realized that that's not what I'm called for. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, as long as you adapted what you learnt so that you can yes. share it with your performances. There's a whole lot I want to go into with what you've said, but I think for now, let's play a track. Uh, the first track, in fact, this is the one I've been playing lately on the World Show, which is Ingoma. Tell us about Ingoma. What's it about? Ah, oh, man. You know, uh, I choose this song as the, the, the opening of my album because uh, it really defines... Uh, I think my journey with with sound, you know, it says Yimame Lingoma Yakala, you know. It just it's it really speaks about just existing in your own vibration, you know, and really trying to listen to what that is, why you are why you are this person you are, why you are in this environment and like not not really trying to figure it out so that you can define it, but just really listening so you can hear you know you can feel what it is to be you so yeah it's it's a really mystical song but i feel like so many people have connected to it and i'm really i'm really happy about that because it's really about just listening and and feeling yeah Beautiful. Thank you so much. Tanti Nokwali on the World Show. His album's called Umtombo. And coming up now, this absolute... Uh, I don't even know which songs to choose. <laughs> Each and every one is a shining gem. But we'll see what we can get through today <laughs> <laughs> on the World Show. Check it out. Here is Ingoma. <laughs> Kaya 959. Beautiful Ingoma Tanti Nokwali with us on the World Show. The album's just been released. It's called Umtombo. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Honestly, I could play every single song tonight. But we won't have time. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll play them all at some point on the World Show, that's for sure. So now... When when you started composing for this album, uh, how did it come about? You know, how did because I think you had some involvement with Imsaki's label. How did you meet Indoduzo? Tell us a little bit about how this unfolded. Oh, such a such a long story, Nikki. You know, <laughs> that's what we're here uh, for. Being, <laughs> being, uh, being an artist in the Eastern Cape, you know. Uh, we 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 struggle a lot to break through, you know, to to the level where we can record like proper projects and hope to break through beyond the provincial space, you know. So I think I've been trying to record uh, in 2017 and twenty eighteen. I was trying to record a P an EP with uh, my engineer Uluandi Makoshi. So. A brother of mine who just said, yo, dude, like this voice of yours, we need to do something about it. We need to have something out, you know. It's enough now. You've been performing around, but we need to have a project. So we tried to record. And when we finished the EP, mixed and mastered, he had a break-in in his house. Oh, no. And he lost his studio equipment. 
He lost hard drives, the backups, nothing. We couldn't recover the, the, the whole thing. Uh, so it was just like, boom. Oh, you lost all your work. Combo. Yeah, yeah. And like for for three months, we'd been recording, you know, like with different sessions coming in. But then uh, I, I'd won a competition in 2016. Uh, and we were just having trouble scheduling my recording with that because part of the prize was that I had to record a full studio project. So in 2020, they sent me this email. They're like, dude, we're trying to wrap up uh, the competition. Come record. We've got a week in studio for you and a small budget. Come through. And then that's where that's where Umsagi comes in, man. Um, so I, I spoke to her and I'm like, yo, dude, there's this opportunity for me to record the, the music and she helped me so much uh, with that because it was a small budget, but she she, she covered m- some of the expenses uh, and really introduced me to Umko Lunduduzo and suggested him as a as the producer. And it was a no-brainer for me because I'd also just caught on to his sound and what he's been doing, you know, for the years. Uh, so when we spoke to him, he was so open, man, and just having him in studio, oh, it was such a blessing, Nikki. So, Umtombo, we began we began recording March 2020 during lockdown. Uh, <laughs> like, it was, I think, uh, a, a week before lockdown that we finished recording. Oh, wow. And then we couldn't do anything about, you know, post-production, because everything was just a mess. The, the the engineers were that side, like things couldn't go. So uh, that that that's that's where the music was birthed. But it's really a journey of my my songwriting since 2013, since I was writing for Solby Jazz, uh, and really fine tuning what I'm trying to say and what like my my purpose is, you know, with the, with, the, with the sound, you know, and really trying to collate my story of who I am and how I, I, I feel I'm like my, my identity. I, I feel the identity of a black man is so interrelated, you know. Uh, so just really trying to tell my story so that in my healing, someone else who's connecting to the music can can relate and also find a way to heal in their in their journey as well. Yeah. Beautiful. So um, those songs that you had originally recorded that got lost or, st- or stolen, um, were these the same songs or did it change along the way? Uh, so it was only supposed to be five songs initially. And then... Uh, it was going to be an I, EP. I, it was going to be an EP, but, you know, I, I write a song like almost every day. So by the time things, like it was two years later, by the time things aligned for me to be able to record again, so there was a lot more, but I really didn't want to to overcrowd uh, my introduction into the space. I really wanted something that's going to be easy to go through and understand. So we added five more songs, but it was almost the same songs, maybe one song different from from, from the original project. But yeah, man, it's, it, it was so great to because some of the songs were literally written like three months before we we started recording. So it's like a whole collection from from back then up until my most present moment in 2020. Well, it's so interesting because sometimes, you know, we always say things happen for a reason. 
and maybe it was because you had to wait you had to wait to to meet Ndoduza uh, and Msaki and and you had to wait to add on extra songs so maybe it's all yeah, just yeah. worked out perfectly please yeah, tell us yeah. about the next track and this one you've chosen because Honestly, I've chosen one or two, but I want to play all of them. Tell us about Itemba. <laughs> Tell us about Itemba. Ah, man, Itemba, you know, it's, it's really a song I wrote when I was really trying to to stay true to myself, I, I could say, you know, because to be an artist and an adult and with the responsibilities, you know, that come with being a man, uh, it, it, it becomes a lot, the pressure, the financial pressure, because there's a lot of instability in our careers. So it was really a song to pick me up to say that, no, man, this is a gift that you've been given and there's nothing else you can do except to keep trusting in that your journey is going to go where it's supposed to go. So it's really, it was really inspiring myself and really realizing that actually anyone who's ever gotten anywhere had to have faith, you know, had to believe and they had to trust that they're going to get to the place that they're trying to get to. So that's what Itemba speaks to. It speaks to people not letting the pressure, you know, push them to things that they don't want to do and that they're not supposed to be doing, but really having faith that what, 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 if you're listening honestly to to yourself, you know, and to, to, to what you feel is your path, then if you can hold on to that, then definitely something's going to come off that. You speak on basically, you know, (laughs) yes, it it also, it also goes into how old that is, you know, and like everything, even in the story of Noah, when the world was being destroyed, you know, and with rain and the, the, the came this bird with the leaf showing the signs of life that like all the stories we can read about, they all speak about, a dark cloud, silver lining kind of situation. So, yeah, it's really, it's really reiterating all of the all, all all of that narrative and really trying to bring it to life, like in our current situations. Because there's a lot of situations that feel like floods, that feel like we we're going to be overwhelmed. Nothing will come of this, but then just that speck of hope can change so much. Beautiful. You speak about. <laughs> You speak a lot about the pan-Africanism element of it, but ultimately, even in your explanations of these songs, there is that, but there's also this, you know, universal messages, if I can put it that way, um, that I think are relevant for for anyone in the human race, <laughs> you know, and th- that's what I'm picking up as well. <laughs> Definitely. I, I feel, you know... Uh the African Sonic is really a lot uh, about listening, you know, more than creating. It's really a lot about listening. And when you listen, you know, and you listen to your environment and you listen to history and you listen to your emotions, you don't really only hear your story and your pains. You, you, you collect a lot of energy that is universally felt, you know. And yeah, I guess more than I think the African struggle really it's 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 like something I highlight because of the person that I am but it's really also a highlight to the world you know to show like 
the kind of living that we were choosing to 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 go on and the effect it has on on society as a whole you know so it, the the pan africanist message is really linked uh, into the, the the universal message of harmony and peace because Africans were very harmonious before modernity was enforced upon them, you know. Uh, so it's really trying to connect to harmony and, and that kind of living, you know, seeing each other as equal and harmonious beings that can all coexist. Yeah. I love the way that you spoke about the importance of listening and about the culture of listening. Because, again, as somebody who doesn't speak the language, but I was listening to your album, and as I was listening to it in different songs, I'm hearing different voices. And let me just explain that. I feel like you're almost taking on different personas as you're telling a story. The story, you know, you're telling it from different people in, in, the, in the song, if I can put it that way. And, and, and that made me... Yes, and that made me realize this is storytelling because it's almost like you take on the childlike quality at, at a certain moment. You take on the quality of an old person at a certain moment. And and it comes through in your voice and your storytelling. And I found that absolutely wonderful, you know. And it's, it, Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with you know, African spirituality and the understanding that, you know, as we exist uh, in this time, in this timeline, a lot of spirits still exist through us, you know, and there's a lot of messages that might have been missed in other timelines that are still necessary to be heard in this time. So uh, I think I've opened myself uh, more and more to that and understanding that uh, it's not really about kind, you know, quality, but it's really about listening like as as you're saying and and listening to to what to, to what has been said and perhaps uh, trying to reconfigure it in a in a way in a new way that can be received better you know in this time because the, the there's a, there's a saying there's nothing new under the sun like there's there's so much truth in that you know and we we see like the world going in circles and and we really need to to start listening better. I think that's the lesson we're missing uh, as, mm. as humans. We're really we're really quick to do, and we're really quick to say things, but we we haven't taken a lot of time to to listen. Yeah. And they always say listening is the greatest form of love. So there we go. Beautiful. <laughs> oh man. Yes, but you know. I was saying this also, and I'm not sure if I'm articulating it correctly, but it's almost like in telling these stories, you take on the different personas in the way you express yourself. And and that is what I'm trying to express. <laughs> it's beautiful. Let's hear another track. This one is a Siombela. Tell us about Siombela. Oh, man. <laughs> Siombela, you know, it, speak to, it speaks to so many things because... Ukombeela, it can be understood as a rhythm, first of all. Uh, And Ukombeela is a rhythm that is found across African culture, you know, across African sonic understanding. And it's really, it really has to do a lot with the repetitive sounds and Ukumaisha, which is like stomping. And so Ukombeela is really a a huge part of of our reality as Africans because even when you look at 
what we've what we've gone through, you know, through history, we've been circling around the same the same question and not really finding a way through, but always managing to to survive, you know. And we 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 just don't stop, you know. It's just this thump thump thump, and it just keeps going. So it's really a celebration of that, of the resilience of Africans and and how much we've persevered and and how much we're still trying to, you know, stick to to that to that ukombela, that rhythm, even though it's so distorted in our time, but you can still see it in the patterns of who we are. Uh and more 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 I think on the political side, it speaks to how we 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 also classified you know into these worker bees kind of people you know where we fit we're fulfilling roles of uh, industry but we we're not in charge of industry whenever it actually at the top of anything we're always there as the worker bees but even through all of that still african society has has persevered and has survived and will be in a state of thriving i believe when we really connect to what that means, what that perseverance is, you know, that identity and really connecting to it. And how we should be applying it. Thank you so much. Tanti mm. Nokwali on the World Show. This one is Siombela. The album is Umtombo. And as I say, and as I'm sure you're experiencing too, what an absolute gem. Nine. Beautiful, beautiful. Siombela. Cantino Kwali with us. The album's Umtombo. And listening to the horn at the end there, I've got to take a moment to credit these beautiful musicians you worked with. Tell us a bit about who was working with you, Kanti. Oh, man. So the, the trumpet you hear there is Otomi Peko. Uh, you also hear him on Ipu Palkabiko. He's the trumpeter there. But yeah, man, he's a friend of mine from here in East London. You know, I, I'd been curating some live events and we connected in that space. Also on the drums, I've got to Asha Kamedze. Ah, uh, oh, man, a big brother of mine uh, that I met through Umsagi while she was curating some events here in the Eastern Cape with the Alt Black series. Sorry. <coughs> um, yeah. Also on bass, we've got Usaki Letwala, uh, who some might know from Tabang Taban's ensemble. Uh, and we've got Ubalindunja, a soul brother of mine who I'd been playing with in the band since 2013. Uh, and a lot of my friends, men in the Eastern Cape, like Ukaweka, Zikiyose, on the backing vocals. And we, we, we also had the privilege of having Udums uh, coming in with some guidance with the vocals. Psyche was in studio as well. It was such a beautiful time, man. During, you know, a time of so much uncertainty, uh, I, I was so privileged to have so much light around me, you know. And yeah, it was really an honor to work with these people. Beautiful. And you know, one of the things I was thinking about with Ndoduza as the producer, what I really love about this production it's, he didn't overproduce it. it. He kind of left, left it 
in its in its essence is the best mm. way I could say. It. And he also plays piano on some of the songs. No, no, he, he not, actually doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. Yeah, so, <laughs> so he says uh, while we're in studio, it's like, oh man, I really, I, I'm not, I, I don't remember which song it was, but it's like I really would love to play this. But I don't want to do Duzo. People are gonna say, <laughs> "Ah, he came and Duzo did." Yes. <laughs> and you no, know, I think it was really more about really appreciating uh, what, what what this album is, and more more than anything, I'm a storyteller, and it's really more about the words being heard, you know, and the story being always central. He says this like uh, while we're in studio that no, it, the, the the stories are really central to to what is is being presented here. So. He was really sensitive about that. Like, no, let's not put too much on it. Yes. Let's leave it like this. <laughs> I'm so pleased. Yeah. Um, because, you know, another person might have, like, overproduced this album. But it's precisely mm. that, like, earth quality. That, in, uh, you know, and that, that, I don't know, authenticity that is allowed to come through because it is left like that. And I'm so pleased that you're working with... Uh, people from you know people you've grown up with people from your area as well this is uh, yeah. beautiful because in Joburg I think we get spoiled and we get used to the greats and it's always nice to discover mm. the amazing talents that are around yeah. the rest of the country you know so we're going to have time. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to play a little bit of this track because there's another one that I really, really want to end with. But what's Mveku <laughs> about? I like this one because it's got a slightly different vibe to the others. <laughs> uh, Mveku, oh man, it's, it's, it's where I really get more into my life and uh, reflecting really on growing up and coming into the identity of being a grown-up, you know. And when you when you look at your life and the lessons, you know, that you've learned, it's always like, damn, man, I haven't been listening for so long. And Imvego really reflects on that, on going through life without being concerned too much about who you are, you know, and the danger of that. Uh, and it really speaks to my mother as an inspiration, you know, uh, an inspiration in my life because she's persevered through so much. You know, I've seen her go through so many downs, you know, in the ups and downs, you know. <laughs> so it's it's really been such a, she's, she's been an, an anchor, man, in, in terms of me having faith and knowing that life gets tough sometimes. And it was really an ode to her to say thank you, man, for, for always being so tough, you know, and sticking through through all the things that have come your way. Yeah, so Mbegu is really speaking about being a young person and <laughs> and the dangers of letting everything around you move you away from yourself. I love it, and I love the fact that you've celebrated that love with this one. Here's a bit of Mbegu <laughs> because uh, I still want to end with one more track and one more chat before we let Atlanti go. The album, I'm going to keep repeating it. You've got to get a copy on Tombo. And of course, it is the world show. Ah, what a song, Kaya 959. 
It makes me so happy, the song. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Tanti Nokwali on the World Show. Imveku. Literally, it makes my heart smile. The song, it brings me so much warmth. But so does the full album. Kanti, we are mm. reaching the end of this feature because I want to squeeze in one more track. When are we going to see right. you? What have you got coming up? Have you got events coming up for the season? And when are you coming to Joburg? <laughs> you know, so many people have been showing me so much love from that side, you know. Uh, all I can say right now is that we're going to launch the album that side in Joburg. Uh, Yay! <laughs> but I don't have the details as of yet. Uh, but in a, for, for, for the month of December, I'm going to be shooting with some friends here in the Eastern Cape. They're shooting a documentary covering some of the artists coming out of the space and the culture that we preserve. So that's what I'm going to be part of. So I'm going to be in hiding a little bit. I just came from Cape Town, though, at Zizipo Poswa's opening exhibition at the Southern Guild. Uh, that was really amazing. The reception has been really lovely. Yes. But otherwise, people must look out on my social media, on Instagram, Kandinokwali. Uh, and yeah, we're going to keep them posted about the movements. But we're so excited to come and play the music live, man. It's been stored in like hard drives and clouds. Uh, and we're so excited to, to be out and play, playing the music finally. And I must say, I've watched you on YouTube performing live. And I'm as smitten with watching you perform live as I am with oh. this album. I can't wait. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you for joining us. We've run out of time, but I'm insisting we end with Zio Balwa because um, it's uh, another very special song. This one, uh, I don't know, it's almost got a lullaby quality. I don't know if, uh, if that's the right way to describe it. Quite correct. Uh, good. Quite correct. Yes. And you know who's your balance? It speaks about the Ngoni people and it's really trying to awaken us to, to, to that collective identity. Yeah. Thank you so much for your beautiful work, your incredible message, and uh, wow, your light energy. Kanti Nokwali. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you, and listener. Sure. And next time, <laughs> when you come to Joburg, even if it's just a pop-in, pop into the world okay. show so that you are here in person. Thank you so I much. Will do it. Thank you so much, Nikki. It's my absolute pleasure coming up to end tonight's show is Zio Balwa of Kanti Nokwali's Umtombo. What a beautiful album it is. Of course, my brother George Maniosi is up next. He is jazzing it up as always, taking us right to the beginning of the new day and the new week, the midnight hour. Whatever else you do this week, make sure you keep shining and of course keep it Kaya The World Show with Nikki B every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959